this I'm going to need you to talk me through. <laughs> <laughs> How could this possibly go? Yeah. You made yeah. me laugh and you've shit me up. This fucker sold me on this book so hard. There's a map at the beginning. I ain't reading it. This is boring. No, we don't talk about it. We completely and utterly fucking ignore it, <laughs> bastards. People out there are going, what the fuck? This is the stuff I want to hear from a podcast. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of your favourite book related podcast, Two Crones and a Book. I'm here today myself, Annette, and my co-host. Joe. That's the one. <laughs> we, we usually come as a package deal, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, so today we will be reviewing Fiona Barnett's The Dark Between the Trees. We will. Michelle, have you got some stats for us? Uh, yes, so it's published 2023. Paperback was 356 pages. Uh, the audio version was eight hours and 18 minutes read by Vicky Hall. Yes. And uh, also Vicky Hall and Taylor Cove. Uh, oh, sorry, I apologize. Yeah, Taylor Kovacevic Ibong. Oh, I think that was perfect. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, yeah, as you said, it was eight hours odd. If you're listening to it at regular speed <laughs> or it could be six hours odd at the speed I was listening to it. <laughs> I did wonder when I started this, I did wonder if it was the wrong time of year for you. N knowing mm. like post-Christmas mood, I wondered if you you wouldn't. It's like with your horror films and, and the stuff that you watch. You go through cycles across the year, don't you? You know, like, and you love a slow burn, yes. but you've got to be in the zone for it. And yes. I wondered if that might yeah. affect what you thought. Yeah, it does. Uh, one thing, if you do suffer from seasonal depression. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice and polite and vague, but yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no, it, it, no, if you do have, no, I've got to be honest about these things, don't we? If you do have seasonal depression, I wouldn't be my go-to pick. As you said, everything for me is in cycles and, it, you know, mood yep. affects my choices. And there are absolutely other times of year I think I would... Uh, have a different feeling about this book than I did <laughs> in, in this circumstance. And there's no way to demigrate the, the book, but we'll get into all that. So, um, Michelle, what's your overall feel of the book? I, going back to what we just said about cycles, I seem to be on an opposite cycle to you. So for me, this is a good time of year for a slow burn get lost in the groove lots of undertones so i i liked it i really enjoyed it right okay cool no i'm definitely coming off of the back of um of the new year and very much i need to purge clean and everything quick and out and get rid yeah. of everything and 
this is not that kind of vibe at all. No. And um, obviously, I'm like that. Like I said, no. back back to, to different kinds of cycles. I'm like that before Christmas. So I go into psycho yeah. hyper mode before Christmas, which means after Christmas, I dwindle down. But like you've just said, we're on the, you're the other way around. Yeah, definitely. And, at the, you know, you don't really think of it as much that way. But now that we're talking about it, it's true. You know, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. I wonder if, it, if it's just us. Is it everybody's <laughs> like that? <laughs> I mean, I know I do it, like like you said, with my choices of movies and the types of music I yeah. listen to as well. Yeah. Everything feeds the mood of, oh, my God, I'm having a therapy session here. It's always therapy. <laughs> no one realises it yet, but this is, this is why we do this. <laughs> it's true. The urge purge. Um, so I have some facts about the, um, the author and the narrators, Please. if you like me to... Yep, so we'll start with the author, Fiona Barnett. She's a writer, editor and proofreader working in Edinburgh, Scotland. The Darkness Between the Trees is her debut novel published by Solaris Books. The The hardback was out in October 2022. She's currently working on her second book. When she isn't doing that, she's copy edits and proofreads academia articles and PhD theses and and loads of other yep. different things. Uh, she has also tutored students with a variety of learning support right. needs. She was also part of the Past Tense British Civil Wars podcast, where she researched, wrote, and presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a look back at the 1625-1660 Civil War period. It's kind of like history for the yep. layman, you know? So it translates. So, um, yeah, it's it's an easy go. Vicky Hall, one of the two narrators of this, she actually narrates the modern era yep. portion. Now, she's an actress, and you'll love that she's an A&E nurse as well. <laughs> it's What a career. I mean, uh, she she's from uh, Benwell in Newcastle-upon-Tane. Oh. I love it, my old haunt. Uh, her first ever acting gig is Shark Horror Biker Grove when she was Biker 13. <laughs> Biker! So, so that, that, that's like a huge uh, kids TV show for those of you that aren't from the UK that yeah. we grew up watching. She has had many roles in British TV. She's worked consistently and on stage with the Royal Shakespeare Company. Af- um, after she had her two children, she decided it might be a good idea to find a, a different role in life. And that's when in 2016, she graduated as a A&E nurse which meant she was on the front lines during the pandemic. Yeah. She's still acting and does a fair amount of voiceover and audio book yeah. work. And then lastly, we have, I said, Taylor Kovacevic Ibong. There's not as much information mm-hmm. about him, uh, but he does the, the, in the book, obviously he does the other point yeah. of view of the story. He's a TV actor and voice artist. Uh, UK listeners may recognise him from Girl Slash Hat, Girl slash Hadji, or as uh, Charlie Savage in EastEnders, which is a soap opera over here. You may also have heard him in Audible productions such as Sandman, Aliens, Sea of Sorrows, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. As a, there's not much mm-hmm. more information I can find, but he is uh, London-based. So there we go. He was really, he's got a lovely voice. I mean, she's fantastic for yes. accents. She's very good, Vicky Hall, for the accents. And and emoting as well. Uh, and he has just re- a really nice mm. tone to his voice as well. So, yeah, they were great picks for this book, cool. for certain. Okay. Do you yep. want the synopsis? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so uh, published by Penguin, uh, 1647, a small group of politem I can never say this word, parliamentarian soldiers are ambushed in an isolated part of northern England. Their only hope for survival is to flee into the nearby Moresby Wood. Unwise though may that may seem, for Moresby Wood is known to be an unnatural place, the realm of witchcraft and shadows where the devil is said to go walking by moonlight. 17 men enter mm -hmm. the wood, only two are ever seen again, and the stories they tell of what happened make no sense. Stories of shifting landscapes, of trees that appear and disappear at will, and of something else, something dark, something hungry. Today, five women are headed into Moresby Wood to discover, once and for all, what happened to that unfortunate group of soldiers. Led by Dr Alice Christopher, a historian who has devoted her entire academic career to uncovering the secrets of Moresby Wood. Armed with metal detectors, GPS units, mobile phones and the most recent map of the area, which is nearly 50 years old, Dr Christopher's group enters the wood ready for anything, or so they think. Sound, sounds good. <laughs> It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, so before we, we we go right into the book, I'm, I liked it. I suspected when I started that you wouldn't purely because of the time of year. Yeah. I, it is, it is a slow burn. It is a serious slow burn, but I do, if you're in the mood for a slow burn, there's lots of things in the undertones. There's, there's a lot of, of, building tiny little bits that start mounting up and coming together over over time so for me this would be yep. a thumbs up we will go through the storyline of the book in a mo but annette what about you i'm gonna say like you said it's really the not right the not the right time for me to have gone with this i i did say to you at one point i was considering stopping but i did mm -hmm. finish it I did stay with it. So I did make it to the end. It to the end. <laughs> it's always an achievement for me. It's a complete book. Uh, yeah, what I would say, there's a lot of like exposition yep. during huge chunks and kind of that's where I would drift yep. a lot. But there was, it's like a talent she had to like bring, it's bringing you back in by the end of the mm -hmm. chapter with like just a line yep. or something. It was like, you bugger. Now Enough to, <sighs> to dangle and keep you going. It's true. But what I would say is now, I don't know if this was done on purpose or not, because because of the amount of exposition and stuff, I can't, you know, I, I started to lose focus and concentration mm -hmm. and I was brought back into a, by a shock so and that's kind of like what's happening with the characters yes, it so it's like this woman low-key a genius <laughs> because it's like an echo of everything like one group is experiencing another yes. group's what they're going through and now i'm kind of experiencing the same thing i'm sure it was all part of her plan so it's like if she's <laughs> damn because <laughs> that's really good but yeah i like i said even though when i was facing out you you even felt like a very like a sense of foreboding very throughout brutal, it it? it was very yeah it was you, you every so every so often there'll just be certain things that you hear and it's it's like oh you, you, you kind of like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. like your red flags go off inside you. It's like, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't like the feeling it's given me. <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, over the yeah. shoulder moment. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Mm -mm. I don't trust this. <laughs> What's going to happen here? So, yeah. Yeah. No, 
so all the elements are there. It's just, yeah, no, I think it, I think this is genuinely a very, very good book. And what a debut. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, but no, I'm going to say, it is a thumbs up. It just wasn't, as we keep reiterating, not the right time of year for me to fully appreciate Fair it. enough. So I think before, I'm going to get spoiler. we're going to get spoilery, yeah. aren't we? Okay, so it is two thumbs up, but a hesitant one from Annette may want to consider your mood. Is that, that that's what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you if you are open and ready for a slow burn book, this is definitely a great one to so go. So are for. you in the mood for hereditary or Halloween is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, I'd say well, that. Alright then, babe, let's jump on the um spoiler floor. Yeah. I love the spoiler floor. <laughs> Next stop, the spoiler floor. Okay, so you already said that it, it's it's we know it's the two timelines that are running. Yes. Just to give a overview, the the now is Alice Christopher, um, and her, her whole career she has been there's no other word for it. I don't think obsessed by these words um, because and the group of soldiers mm-hmm. that went missing in 1647. Every, all of the soldiers went missing except one who was done for desertion. And that's where the story of this missing group being in the, the woods comes from. Yeah. She, yeah, she just, she seems overly obsessed and just can't seem to let it go. I did find that quite irritating because I think at point he was being unrealistic. Yeah. You know, if you, for example, and we've warned you, spoiler floor, for example, if you wake up in the morning and the giant oak tree that you fell asleep next to has disappeared overnight... We need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) And that that is the first kind of significant weird thing that that you really take note of. There's there's some other undertones before that. But for me, I was like, yeah, no, the tree's gone. You need to be trying to leave. But she was so so focused, wasn't she, on continuing? Yeah. No, I I struggled with, uh, because like I said, when, as you said, she's that dedicated, the amount of detail on what she went through to get to do this really fucking dragged me. I I think that did kind of add to it because that sort of, it, it showed how obsessed she was. No, yeah, no, it works for it. Honestly, it does. But it, for me at the time, it was just like, no, we move on already. But uh, hang on, wait a minute, what's that tree doing over there? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she she goes into the into the woods, um, which are normally sealed. So that's an important point. These woods are normally fenced off and they're yeah. only used um, by the military occasionally, but even the military don't seem to want to use it. But they've got permission to go in, her mm-hmm. and five other women. Um, and they're a mixed bag. There's uh, someone who, I can't remember what they're called, but there's someone who does maps because uh, it hasn't been mapped in 50 years. Um, and there's some other yeah. studious people, one of which is her, one of her students who's doing a thesis. They're basically mm-hmm. having a great old time um, until shit stops working. So uh, batteries and devices start to go. So there's a GPS thing that doesn't work. The compasses don't work. The camera stops working. It's it, it's fucked up and pointing in all the wrong directions. So mm. I mean that you know at that point that things are they're going to get lost, which they do, don't they? Yeah. Um, they fall asleep. They camp for the night. They fall asleep near this old oak tree, and when they wake up, it's just gone. But this is like a, a seriously large oak tree. This isn't something that's been blown away in the wind. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, no this twig, is baby. a well-established, <laughs> hundreds of years old oak tree. Um, she's still determined to push on, even though the rest of the group's a little bit like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Um, so, <laughs> Where you and me yeah, have no, already gone. Yeah. We've been gone. <laughs> yeah. We've got the car keys and we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, she's still uh, determined to, to push on. So they, they all kind of trek off, I think, at that point, because you're starting to get a little bit of bickering in the group. And I did like those interactions because you can see it. You, you know, there was a group of women who were all trying to be strong. No one wants to admit that they're a little bit freaked yes. out and a little bit, well, that's odd, isn't it? Um, so they, they kind of, of go with the flow and they're walking along. And then out of nowhere, one of them flies into the air lands on the floor mm. and they've had their throat cut open but there's nothing there so you, no yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> so if we hadn't left by now which we would have the only reason Annette and I if I can speak for both of us and is it would be walking with that group is if it was in the direction we wanted to go in back to the car <laughs> <laughs> um the, there's, that's it the group kind of of as you can imagine there's a bit of a meltdown um, and they ultimately split up. The others want to leave and are determined to leave. But Alice has got this bee in her bonnet and she manages to talk uh, Nura, I think it was Nura, Nira, into yes. coming with her. Um, and that's her student. And her student kind of feels a sense of duty. But you're starting to get undertones from from her that she she's, she's not overly happy with the situation, but she's going to go with the flow. <laughs> but that, there's a lot more to the story. Um, than that so each chapter and I like this each chapter that you have it stops and then you jump to the 1600s timeline but the significant events are mirrored so it's already happened it's like a a repetition but in the two different timelines so like the oak disappearing happens Um, someone unexpectedly Mm. flying into the air getting their throat cut it happens so but it's happening to these two different groups yeah, it's really interesting how to see the reactions between how the men deal with it versus how the women deal with yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I really, I really appreciated that. It, yeah, it was. I, I liked that bit because you kind of you you mm. when once you realise that when you jump back to the other chapter, you thought you knew what was going to happen, but because of all the different circumstances and as you've just said, the reactions of the men, the male group and the female group were so different Mm -hmm. it made it different but the same yeah 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 it was really I mean this is quite complex isn't it 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 really is and and it just I I liked it um it carries on like that throughout with uh, the book with with Alice she's kind of the equivalent of the the captain in the soldiers group I think they're quite similar in personalities and and single focus determination the student Nora is the same as Harper who is the captain's second in command in their kind of initially following Mm -hmm. on blind faith really they're they're only there and carrying on for the person they've not got the drive to find out what's happening or anything like that they're just potting along um yeah it was like that mirroring was like a retelling um like it's like an echo almost isn't it yes that's a really good way of putting it yeah that's really really good way of putting it i mean and then you you there's always other stuff there's a mutiny with the soldier there's this family who are deep rooted within the folk tale that alice is aware of 
and is shared with the group by someone in the group. Um, I think it might be the one who got killed. Mm. And that's all quite significant because then it begins to come together. So there is a point where Nura, the student, she has enough. Mm-hmm. She's totally fucking freaked out and she has enough and you get it. Um, and Alice just, Alice carries on anyway, which leads Alice into, because she keeps talking about how the shifts are changing and how they're different woods, but the same woods. Yeah. So you're yeah. kind of getting that, that time thing. That little flicker made me think of the lighthouse witches. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I thought, oh dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I noticed that when I was reading, uh, reading a bit about the book, it was like, that's there's some sci-fi action down there. She got me reading sci-fi again on the low key. <laughs> I'm trying to smuggle it in where I can, and you know, <laughs> I, I just need to reiterate: I'm not opposed to it. It's just the low, down, dirty, underhanded sneaking into these things that I don't appreciate. <laughs> but I do like sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, Alice comes across this uh, she keeps seeing things flickering in the woods um, she comes across a man and his daughter sitting by a fire having some mm. dinner and it turns out to be the family in the folktale thing so now you know there's some kind of timeline shit going on Yeah. Um, they reference the monster which is absolutely terrifying which Alice has seen by this point Yes. Um, and he the, the guy says to her oh no she, as in the monster, has been here longer than we have. Oh. And um, she starts, she's, she's on this mission, she starts heading towards these caves, which the guy has warned her against. Oh, and he also says, mentioned this, sorry sorry to interrupt you, Shell, but he did also mention that um, you to do with the me- the other lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he acknowledges that he'd seen the, the, the soldiers, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, I mean, ultimately Alice goes pottering off towards these caves. As she's going, he says to her, you know, oh, you might want to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, I can't remember what it is, but she says something, Alice says something about the monster. And he turns around and goes, no, even the monster doesn't go there. And you're like, why? Are you, if, if the monster that you've seen, that is described <laughs> beautifully in the book as yes. really tall, long claws, dark eyes haunting exactly what you'd want from a monster in the woods yeah definitely um and if 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 that's too frightened to go near the caves <laughs> what, what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> at that point i was a bit like this woman needs a bitch slap yeah you know, it's, it's oh good. get eaten get eaten that's all yeah. you're looking for isn't it <laughs> you're just a fucking liability go <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, you jump back in into the 1600s, and for various reasons, the captain and Harper are heading towards the caves as well, and they decide to go in. Mm-hmm. Harper gets separated from the captain. I think it's called Davies. Gets separated from him. Is now wandering around this warren of caves with nothing but a candle, um, mm-hmm. and he can hear shit happening around him but we now know it's not the monster because the monster as we know is too frightened to go to the caves Mm -hmm. so what the fuck is in those caves with him um and ultimately he ends up bumping into alice yeah like what (laughs) um and they to sum it up really they they sit down and they they have a chat and she says to him you know oh i know all about your crew yeah. Um, 
and he's a little bit thrown because obviously he's a guy from the 1600s now looking at a woman who's saying she's a doctor, but you didn't have female doctors in the 1600s and she's wearing some groovy clothing. Yeah, um, <laughs> groovy clothing. <laughs> and they, they, yeah, they kind of, they, they sit down and get, she gets that little bit of closure because she now knows what's happened to them. He, to me, felt a little bit defeated, a little bit like, well, what's going to be, what's going is going to be. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty much the end for them. Mm. But the ending of the book I did like. Did you like the ending of the book? So that yes. last chapter? Yes, go on. So the, the last chapter is, you, you've given up on them too. They're sitting in the dark and they are waiting for come what may. But if you remember, the little student who had enough of Alice's shit and went mm-hmm. rogue, wanted to go home. She's been trying to get out and she makes it to the edge of the forest. She actually makes it to the link fence. And there's this whole scene where this poor woman is so fucking tired, but she's got to get out. And it's she, she doesn't care about her thesis. She, you've got it in her head. She doesn't care. She doesn't want anything to do with it. She just wants to go home. She just wants to see her family. And don't forget, she's probably the youngest of the group if she's the student. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she keeps trying to climb the fence and fall in, and then she does make it over the fence, and then she can see the car, so we know she's in the right timeline. Um, and she gets to the car, and then she realises that one of the others had the key yes. to the car. And she also realises that they're nowhere to be seen, so we don't know what happened to them. Yeah. They're somewhere in the woods. Consumed um, by the woods. Consumed by the woods. But she's out, so... I liked it because it was slow burn. I liked the interactions um, between all of the characters because they were, it was that little bit of snipey where everyone's trying to be calm. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be calm and we're going to get through this and nobody's going to panic, but really everybody is panicking because there's fucking monsters in the wood and someone's just had their throat cut and it's, it's all, you know, things are disappearing and nothing's working. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I liked it and I, I liked the ending and I liked the mirroring of the two. But that's yeah. enough for me. That's all my notes. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's it's just pretty much what I said at the top. Um, you know, I I did struggle with staying focused on the book. A lot of exposition dotted with really dark yeah. events, uh, and it was those rare dark events that kept me listening. Yeah. Um, there was a sense of foreboding that follows not only the characters, but the reader too. Yeah. If the author's um, intent was to have the reader as lost and unfocused as the characters, (laughs) uh, then bring them back with dread and unease. I mean, you know, a white hands job done. Um, It's yeah, no, it honestly, it, it does take you, you do go on this journey with them. Even she she will drag you if you are even not in the mood like someone like me she still drags you kicking and screaming along on this journey <laughs> with her you know and you've got to appreciate that it's like oh this this author has like she's dug her heels in and it's like you're you're you are coming with me you are doing whether this. you want to or not yeah, yeah it's like all right god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that that's that's a compliment it to, is a to... huge compliment if you want to give up but you don't, yeah, that's 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 pretty high praise, really, for us anyway. That, that's exactly. High I mean, we've we've done it before in the past where we've given books chances. It's just a straight up. It's not for me. I'm not finishing it. Yeah, let's let's move on. And this could very easily have been that, but no, there there is such a skill in her writing 
Yeah. That I, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like being dragged to a family event you don't want to go to, but it's like, all right, but you've convinced me I'm going, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I don't want to have a good time, but I'm kind of having a good time. All right, I'm enjoying it. Don't make a big deal of it. I'm, you know? It's kind of what it is, like kicking rocks. Fine. Oh, I'm enjoying it. You're good. All right. <laughs> so it is, t- even with some provisos from it, which is seasonally affected. Exactly. It is a thumbs up, yeah? It is. I mean, what a hell of a debut to come out with something like this. And I, I will be very interested to see where she goes with the next whatever it, whatever it will be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I no, think this would make a good movie. I yes, I mean it would definitely the uh, the uh, the big the big reveal factor, like the realization moments, would definitely have you jaw on the floor. Yeah, I don't like I when especially... all the things connect, and you sit and go, oh. Especially oh if you're with someone God. who hadn't read the book. Yeah. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> That's not how it was in the book. <laughs> I am one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to conclude with that. Yeah, it was cool. It was a thumbs up. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, definitely go for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> so it's a begrudging yes for a minute, um, and it was a heartfelt yes from me. Yes, but I was I would still recommend it to anyone who's definitely into slow burn books. I think of of the slow burns we've done, this is definitely up there with the best of them. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're done then. Woohoo! <laughs> Eight hours of booking, so 31 minutes. <laughs> Aren't we good to you people? Yeah. Um, well, okay. In that case, we will love and leave you all. Thank you very much for listening. And we hope that your 2024 is going better than your 2023. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.